The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Myself, create more work for myself. Tonight on Rams Showcase, we now have off-season dates. Plus, former Rams have begun finding new homes. Find out who is still looking. And later, it's mock draft season. We'll talk about the good and the bad tonight on Rams Showcase. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Rams Showcase. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. And we got some cool stuff for you guys tonight. It's mock draft season, and I'm not a fan of mock drafts. I, I don't like mock drafts, and uh, for one very, very big reason, and that's because they're never right. They're always wrong, and I've yet to see one that's right. I've heard, I've heard rumors. I've heard, I've heard stories of of people who have been able to nail mock drafts down to even 20 picks uh but these people still have yet to show me those so unfortunately i have to go by uh they're not very good but you know it's all good we'll talk about those a little bit later we're going to talk about plenty of different uh big names and uh smaller names as well of their uh mock drafts and who they have the rams taken we'll talk about why they would be a good pick and why they maybe be a bad pick for the rams who currently sit at the 31 spot, but it is officially draft month. Happy April. I hope yesterday on the 1st you guys didn't get fooled too often. Uh, I'm immune to uh, to uh, April Fool's Day. That's, that's where I've be- gotten my life to. Uh, you can't trick me. It's impossible to trick me. And uh, some people did think that I was tricking them with some, some football news yesterday, but I wasn't. I wasn't. And, you know, it's all good. So uh, we'll go ahead and start with uh, the Rams having some off-season dates. We now have dates for OTAs as well as mandatory minicamp. Rams' first day will be on April 15th, uh, but OTAs begin May 20th, and that will be also on the 21st, the 23rd, 28th through the 30th, and then June 3rd through the 6th. If you guys would like a visual on these dates, I did post them to the Rams Showcase Facebook and Twitter page. Uh, but these dates are uh, very readily available. You can get them on the Rams.com, 
I'm sure there's plenty of other places, but those are the dates. Uh, just if you guys want a visual, there's plenty of places to find those. Mandatory minicamp will be between June 11th and the 13th. And uh, this is going to be the first minicamp in quite a while that we actually see Aaron Donald at. So that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I don't think he needs it. So that's good. I mean, he clearly doesn't need it. He can win Defensive Player of the Year uh, 100% of the time that he has missed training camp. Aaron Donald has made Defensive Player of the Year. So maybe there's something there. Uh, and 100% of the time that he was there, he did not <laughs> earn Defensive Player of the Year. But he did get Defensive Rookie of the Year, I believe. So, I mean, I guess we got something. Um, let's take a look at some some players that, that have played for the Rams. I use that term uh, somewhat loosely in some of these cases. Uh, running back C.J. Anderson did sign a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions. We don't have specifics on how much that C.J. Anderson is making from the Lions, but he did sign a one-year deal there. Uh, having a difficult time sticking somewhere for C.J. Anderson, so there's definitely a little bit something in that, I would say. Uh, and Dominican Sue has not yet signed anywhere, but the Rams' compensatory picks for next season could be impacted depending on where he signs, how much that contract is worth. The Rams' compensatory pick for Joyner is right now being canceled out by the signing of Clay Matthews, we believe. And the reason I say that uh, at the end there, we believe, is because compensatory picks are dealt uh, dealt with with an, uh, an ultimately unknown formula. We don't know yet. No one actually knows the exact formula for how they hand out the compensatory picks uh, but right now, the assumption is that losing Joyner is kind of negated by gaining Clay Matthews. Uh, but if Sue does uh, sign somewhere, I'm sure with his contract, what it will likely be, that the Rams will get another pick there. Uh, quarterback Sean Mannion, still looking for a home, did meet with the Minnesota Vikings, but no deal was offered. So he remains a free agent. And uh, this is kind of a side note. This is something that I had heard uh, plenty of times is that Sean Mannion is absolutely a candidate for the AAF. Well, guess what? No one's a candidate for the AAF anymore as they have, uh, I, I don't want to say canceled because that's not even the words they used. They have halted all operations until further notice. So we very well could uh, be AAF-less for the rest of our lives. And I did see some jokes that really made me laugh uh, that <laughs> that everything Johnny Manziel touches turns to dust almost immediately. Uh, he signs and then two weeks in, it's just over, you know. So so we got that going for us. Um, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make my bold prediction and say that the, the fleet would have won out and gone to the playoffs and won the championship anyway. So I guess we saved... Uh, we, we saved everybody from having to uh, deal with the fleet and, and their awesomeness. So I guess you're welcome if you're not a Fleet fan, but if you're if you are a Fleet fan like myself, then uh, it's just unfortunate news. It's unfortunate for all of us. Let's be real here. The AAF was awesome. I loved it. I liked some of their rules. Seeing some of these players was really fun. Watching you know guys like Zach Stacy, Nelson Spruce, Luis Perez, and watch them perform at a high level in the AAF was just a lot of fun. So uh, it's very unfortunate. But here's where where the NFL comes back into it and where I'll tie this back into being Ram Showcase is uh, the the 2020 offseason looks like it's going to be pretty eventful. 
this offseason, we're looking at a pretty light year as far as it, uh, major news goes. I mean, we have, you know, the, the new rules with pass interference and now it's reviewable, all that stuff. But next year, uh, the the collective bargaining agreement actually ends. So uh, basically right now, the, the general consensus is that we are going to get a holdout next year. We're going to get a holdout uh, in the in the 2020 offseason, which could impact the season, and most people are are thinking right now uh, that it will impact the season, and that we we will be you know with limited practice times in the offseason and and all that stuff. I don't know yet how that will impact my show in Ram Showcase for all of you guys, because if there's a lockout and there's really nothing happening and nothing can happen. Uh, then I don't know what I'm going to say to you guys. I mean, we could make up stuff all day. We could, you know, we can do things like mock drafts and just waste everybody's time. Uh, but I don't want to push content just to push content. I want to push content that is actually going to be useful to somebody. I don't want to just put stuff out to put stuff out. So, uh, it, well, I mean, obviously, we don't need to worry about this right now. Where I'm going with the the AAF and, and the, the potential lockout is... One of the reasons, uh, one of the big reasons that the AAF could not sustain is because the NFLPA would not allow practice squad players, free agents, or backups of any kind to participate in AAF games. And the reasoning is, I mean, it's a fair reason, is that because if a player gets hurt in the AAF, that actually will impact his NFL contract. And it's not anywhere in the NFL contracts as of right now. Uh, saying that, you know, a certain player would be allowed to go to the, to a different football league or participate in any other thing like that. But I believe that the new collective bargaining agreement, the new CBA that will be agreed upon, uh, next offseason, I think it's going to include something in the, for the NFLPA side, uh, that allows players to participate in other leagues. Like how a, a practice squad player is not allowed to to participate in the AAF, and I think it would benefit both leagues. Obviously, it would it would benefit the AAF or XFL, considering they do start next year, so their timing is absolutely perfect. Uh, but I I think that that you know it benefits those leagues obviously because you get players in from different teams, different NFL teams, and. People are going to pay attention to that. You know, people want to see. I know myself and plenty of you guys that listen to me would love to watch a game with, you know, Rams practice squad players. We can kind of see what we have. You know, it it obviously would open up a whole other book of discussions that we could say, you know, this guy's playing really well in the AAF. We need to bring him, you know, up from the practice squad. He needs to be an active roster kind of guy. And and this is what the scouts will be doing, too. This is what the teams would be able to do is look at this other league and, and see what players are performing well. Like there's there's players in the AAF right now or was, I don't know, uh, it lasted like 52 days, but it was a great 52 days. I'll be real. Um, we saw some really cool stuff. But I mean, just off the top of my head, I can think of players that are, I think are going to get NFL nods and, and, and be brought up. I think Trent Richardson absolutely helped himself. I think Zach Stacy has the potential to return. Luis Perez, uh, who formerly with the Rams, I think he has potential to go to the NFL as, in a backup role. I think the safety, Ryan Moeller from the San Diego Fleet, I think he's absolutely uh, good enough to be on an NFL roster. Demontre Moore as well. Uh, for the fleet and you know there there's there's players on every team that I think are are realistically could be on an NFL roster this this upcoming season so I guess in some ways that we did benefit from the AAF uh, but it's unfortunate to see it, it it go down this way where we weren't even able to get a championship game so I mean I guess we just 
I guess Orlando's the winner? I don't know. I don't know what we do from here, but it's it's very unfinished, and I don't like that. I think that worst-case scenario, they should have said, all right, we're taking the top two from each conference. Let's play a championship game, and we'll wrap it up. Maybe we'll come back next year. Maybe we don't, instead of just finishing it out of nowhere, you know? So, so from that regard, it is kind of a bummer. But, you know, it happens. These things happen. Uh, but like I said, uh, if the AAF can at least, you know, not completely crumble by next year, I think that this new CBA will cater to secondary leagues like the AAF or the XFL. So I think the timing maybe just wasn't perfect for the AAF, but I mean, I guess we got to pick your teams, I guess, in the XFL. I don't know who I'm going with. The closest team to me would be Dallas. I don't feel like I can root for a Dallas team. Um, I, I guess outside of that, I, I'd maybe pick between LA and St. Louis, you know, just be being the, the Rams guy that I am. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll take that route. I'm leaning towards LA. Let's put that out there. But you know, there's some, uh, I don't know, man, I just miss football. I think that's, uh, that's what's happened in my life. So, uh, let's see here before we get into the mock draft stuff, uh, power rankings have been coming out for some reason. And, uh, you know, the Rams are number two, according to ESPN, which is pretty cool, I guess. Uh, the, the thing that I'm looking at here is the fact that the Rams again proved that they are a destination. They Players want to come here. Players who are at the end of their careers, maybe they're chasing one last ring, maybe they're chasing, chasing a ring at all, had strong careers, pro balls, all this stuff, and, and weren't able to, to get to that hump, or maybe they have in the past and it's been a while. Uh, they're coming to us. They want to play for us. Uh, the Rams are going to be in the playoffs again. And that's really all you can do. You can't, you can't really say like this is a this is a Super Bowl team. You know, of course it was, but uh, you can't say for sure that this team is 100% good enough to make it to the Super Bowl again. This team is though 100% good enough to make it into the playoffs. And once you get there, all bets are off. You know, seeding doesn't matter. Your regular season records doesn't matter. Uh, how many rushing yards you had, passing yards, how good your defense is, none of that stuff matters anymore. Now it's can you beat this team that's on the field with you? And I love I love that about all playoffs. That's that's across the board in all sports, but uh in the NFL it's you know one and done. We don't get a whole lot of one and done. So I mean we're in the midst of March madness right now, but uh it's cool to see one and one and done, and that means anything can happen. So make it to the playoffs, anything can happen from there. Alright, guys. We're we're talking draft stuff now, and uh these are some mock drafts. I've I've Done some research on some mock drafts. I don't look at mock drafts. This is actually the first time I even looked at them. Um, and again, it's simply because they're just not right. And that's why I don't do one f for myself is because I think they're a waste of time. I think it's a slot filler. And uh, that's fine. That's cool. It, you know, they are entertaining. If you are entertained by them, then that's that's totally, you know, relevant. I'm not going to try to bash you for that. I just think that they're kind of a waste of time. Um, we can do this though. This is what I'm doing on behalf of that. Cause I know you guys like mock drafts. I'm not sitting here trying to bash you guys for liking mock drafts. I'm just personally not a fan. Like I'm not a fan of rumors or mock drafts, anything like that. I like, I like things that are real, things that we can actually say happened or are happening, but I'm going to, I'm going to get off of that now. I promise. So I, I did some research here. I went and looked at a bunch of mock drafts. A lot of these I did get from uh, the Rams.com because they do their, uh, their like they kind of compile all of them together and and tell you the person and who they pick and why and all that stuff. But um, I have the players. I did kind of my own research on the players, and and then here we go. 
you guys will you guys will catch on. You guys aren't dumb. You guys got this. Uh, so let's start with Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper has the Rams taking Louisiana Tech Tech defensive end Jalen Ferguson. Why this would be a good pick? Well, over 27% of his tackles are tackles for loss. He's got great lateral quickness and can get off blocks. Uh, things that he needs to work on. He will need to gain some weight. Increased size in his senior season, but that led to a loss of speed and quickness. His effort level is a concern at times, and uh, he did have his invitation to the Combine rescinded because of a battery accusation. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew has the Rams taking Georgia cornerback DeAndre Baker. Why this is a good pick. What's good about DeAndre Baker? He's competitive. He's really strong in press coverage and is really strong in jump ball situations and has quick feet. The bad. Uh, labeled as small, he would have uh, some trouble with some of the bigger wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, he has a tendency to try to jump routes and fails, a la uh, Janoris Jenkins, former Ram. And he definitely is a candidate for defensive pass interference calls. And especially with these new rules coming in, that's absolutely a valid concern. Uh, Charlie Casserly has the Rams taken Washington safety Taylor Rapp. Uh, the good on Rapp, he's got good size. He can cover the tight end. He's a hitter, and he's really strong in the box. And the bad, open field tackling. He does struggle with that. Uh, he is the big hitter, but can't really wrap up that well. And uh, he couldn't prove his ball skills. Uh, next picker up, I have uh, Mike Trainer has the Rams taking Michigan linebacker Devin Bush. The good on Bush, uh, he's really good build, plenty of strength, his effort level is really good, and he has good speed as well. Athletically, uh, really not a lot of questions on, on Bush. Uh, the bad, he could increase his size to play inside linebacker. Uh, that's something that the Rams have had concerns with for the last few years with their own roster. So I'm not sure that that would necessarily be a, um, that, that's a, that's like a big knock. You know what I mean? Uh, especially considering the Rams and their defense. Uh, he can improve his attack angles. Sometimes he just doesn't take the right angle while chasing down somebody and, uh, he gets, they just keep going. And, um, the NFL offensive linebacker, the size of an uh, offensive linebacker. That's, I really just said that offensive lineman, uh, the size of those guys can blow him back, uh, due to his size. He's more of a speed linebacker. Uh, Michael Middle, Middlehurst Schwartz has the Rams taking Alabama linebacker Mac Wilson. The good on Wilson. He can cover the tight end and the running back well. He has good hands for a, a linebacker and is strong in blitz. Athleticism is not in question. His bad. Uh, natural instincts. Lacks natural instincts. Uh, trouble with filling run lanes is he tries to, tries to avoid being blocked and eventually he is... He basically blocks himself out of the play. He tries to get around a block, and that helps the guy open up the run lane uh, for him. He just doesn't get off the blocks well. That's definitely a concern uh, for uh, for Wilson. Let's see. Oh, kind of lost my spot here. Uh, Kalen Collar, I believe, is how you say that. Whoever this is has the Rams taking Old Dominion edge rusher O'Shane Zaminis. Uh, the good is uh, he's coachable, definitely coachable, coach's favorite, and uh, consistently gets to the line, to the quarterback. He's a very strong pass rusher and very quick off the snap. The bad, he is unproven in a 3-4, has not played in the 3-4, so we don't know what we would get from an edge rusher who has yet to play that position. Uh, and he can get lost when he's inside the tackle. If he, go, if he tries to take an inside uh, rush, then he kind of gets lost in that pile and doesn't really make an impact, and he's, his tackling could improve. Uh, Chris Trapasso has the Rams taking North Carolina State Center Garrett Bradbury. 
the good. He's a former tight end. He's very athletic for a center. He's very quick from snap to block. He gets that ball out and he's up ready to block. Has really good footwork and good strength. The bad is he's a little bit undersized and uh, his aggression can be countered. If you think about this in terms of trying to block Aaron Donald, if you're bigger and stronger than Aaron Donald, not likely, maybe bigger, not stronger, that's chances are slim. Uh, but if you're really aggressive, Aaron Donald's going to use that aggressiveness against you, and that's something that he would be able to do against Bradbury. And then uh, has a difficult time pushing back on nose tackles. Sometimes because of his size, uh, you know, he is a strong guy, but because of his size, some of these NFL-sized nose tackles are a little bit too big for him to just really push back, so he would need to increase his strength. Uh, Dan Kadar has a couple of picks, actually, for us. Uh, some different versions of mock drafts. I didn't look at dates on all these. Uh, has the Rams taken at first uh, West Virginia offensive tackle, Yodney Cahuste? I know I screwed that one up, so I apologize. The good is a almost ideal offensive tackle build. It's it's If you picture like an offensive tackle, this is pretty much what this guy looks like, at least for me. I don't know about you guys. Uh, can push people back off, off the ball, which is very nice, very quick off the snap, and solid footwork. The bad is he can get knocked back at times by a small bull rusher. So think again of Aaron Donald. A guy like Aaron Donald would just get underneath this guy's pads and push him back. And then uh, sometimes he lets the inside rush sneak by. Uh, the next pick by Dan has the Rams taking Temple cornerback Rock Yassin. Uh, the good is definitely he's a cornerback, good footwork, uh, can play press or off, solid speed, and definitely has aggressive hands, can get in there and knock that ball loose. The bad, he could be better in press. He can do it, but could um, but, but could get better. He gets stacked on occasion, so, you know, the wide receiver pushing him up the field and then, and then makes a break, and then, you know, he's kind of uh, behind the receiver there. And he needs to learn to turn his head and locate the football instead of just putting his hands up in the receiver's face. That's definitely a concern uh, with with good old Rock. Uh, Trevor Sakema has the Rams taking Florida edge. Ja'Kai Polite. This is definitely a name I've heard plenty of times tied to the Rams. The good. He gets off real quick on the snap. Strong pass rusher. Plenty of speed. Very athletic. And definitely has the ability to get off a block. The bad, not as strong since dropping weight. He's not really a heavy hitter. He's more of like a grab and drag down kind of guy. And whenever I hear this, my thought, you know, maybe this isn't the right thing to think of, but the very first thing that comes to my head is James Laurinaitis. James Laurinaitis was not a hitter. He was a grab you and pull you down kind of guy. So so I, I don't know if I necessarily like that as a knock, but I still put it. Uh, he ducks his head when making contact. So obviously in the NFL level, that's going to be a, a concern. And a strong offensive lineman can make him useless, you know, so uh, we got that. Uh, let's see here. Next one here comes from Gary Weed. Who is uh just a he's a he's a friend of mine Gary's Gary's a friend of mine he's I don't remember where this one was posted it might have been uh, DTR uh, but Gary has after a trade the Rams taking linebacker Trey Lamar the good definitely a solid build he's a heavy hitter he's got the ability to uh, fill lanes and stop the pile from moving forward on run plays uh, you're not going to get a lot of yards after carry if you you know or yards after contact when you come in contact with this guy and oh lost my spot and uh could contribute on special teams day one and you know that the rams appreciate that the bad uh pretty poor quickness and speed uh dramatically better when playing downhill uh needs to be able to adjust when he's when he's on his heels 
Uh, Peter Schrager has the Rams taking Penn State running back Miles Sanders. The good, he's a very patient runner, good vision and lateral quickness, and can catch out of the backfield, making him an all-three-down kind of back. The bad, he struggled against stout defenses, and this was a hard one to to put in here. Uh, but some of the bigger defenses, he just wasn't able to do anything on them. And and against defenses that are known as being good, his best uh, his best performance was 51 yards. He lacks top-end speed, so he's not going to run away from everybody on the field, especially some of those uh, corners. And his route running could improve. Linebackers seem to stick to him. Uh, Ryan Wilson has the Rams taking Kansas State offensive lineman Dal- uh, Dalton Reisner. Or Risner. Uh, the good. His mechanics are really good. Pretty uh, robotic in that sense, almost. Uh, he's really strong on pulls. He definitely has the ability to do that. And he doesn't get pushed back easy. The bad, he could be a little bit quicker off the snap. He struggles with his footwork into the fourth quarter. He starts really strong, and as the game goes on, it seems like his footwork gets worse and worse, and he definitely lacks lateral quickness. Uh, just uh, two more for you guys here. Uh, Chad Reuter has the Rams taking LSU cornerback Greedy Williams. This is a name I've heard tied to the Rams a lot as well. Uh, the good, he, at 6'2", he can challenge the bigger wide receivers. He's very sticky on the wide receivers as well. Not a lot of distance that he gives up on the routes he he's uh, covering. And uh, challenges catches really well. You know, you're not going to get just an easy one on Greedy Williams. The bad, he could definitely use some more strength. Has trouble uh, when he gets his back turned to the quarterback. And, you know, not a lot, a lot of effort shown when uh, when he's trying to get off a block. It looks like when he gets blocked, he just accepts that he's blocked and kind of just takes himself out of the play. And then uh, Vinny, I, I, most of you guys know Vinny, and I do not know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Daily News Vinny is uh, what I'm going to call him. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Sorry, Vinny, if you're listening to this. And <laughs> after a trade down... Uh, Vinny has the Rams taking Mississippi State defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, who is definitely a top five talent. Um, but he did he he does have an injury that he's dealing with, so we'll talk about that here in a second. His comparison, he's being compared to Indomitian Sue. He definitely looks the part of an NFL defensive tackle. Great strength. His ath- athletically, he's good enough to chase down a play, uh, maybe a running back that's maybe not you know. Kareem Hunt or something. I don't know why that's the first name I could think of, but um, but he can come up and, and chase down some plays. And uh, great balance, good footwork, plenty of strength. His core is real strong, doesn't get blown back. Uh, just, honestly, just a really strong player. Uh, the bad, he has a torn ACL and will not be available for a portion of the season. He has pretty average instincts, and sometimes he freelances. He's, he doesn't follow the play all the time. Sometimes he'll kind of go off and do his own thing. And does have a history of some character issues, and that dates all the way back to pre-college, was accused of assault on a woman. Did not look further into that. So uh, there you have it. That's who, that's who the Rams are being talked about as far as the media goes. Uh, as we get closer, we'll not only talk about different mock drafts, we will be talking about the Rams' visits which I think are far more important than a mock draft myself. So uh, that is going to do it for the first half. On the other side, though, we got a couple fan casos for you. Nothing too wild, uh, but we'll get to those right after this break. So don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered 
right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk. Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. Hey, welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media outlets. That is at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can also subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Just search Ram Showcase there. You'll be able to find it. You'll recognize the logos. You guys know this stuff already. Uh, we are starting a new segment. Uh, I'm actually not sure if this will be able to be the first week or if uh, we're going to have to wait for it, but we do have Rams update coming soon. We did drop a trailer that personally, I honestly, if I can be real with you guys, I like to feel like I can, uh, is hilarious. It's 100% hilarious, and I'm glad that a few people did see the humor in that. Um, not a lot of things I do are 100% serious, so, you know, just it, it's, it, it happens. I have a good time. I love doing this show and stuff like that. So I try to have as much fun with it as possible. And I'm glad, I'm just glad people, people laughed at it and that made me smile because I was like, okay, they get it, you know. Uh, but it was cool too. I mean, if you didn't laugh at it and at least thought it was cool, then I mean, I thought it was cool, but I also thought it was funny. You know what else was pretty funny? And I watched a billion times. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I had an interview with myself. And it was really cool. It was a, uh, Joe interviewed Sheriff Joe Bags, and I did that last week. And I thought it came out pretty cool. Um, so check that out on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel as well. Uh, we're getting into some fan quesos for you guys, uh, with, with whatever time I have left. I don't know how long this is going to take, but, uh, we'll get through these ones pretty quick. Uh, this first one comes from Kelsey. Kelsey wants to know, are you excited about Oboe? 
You know, I'm definitely excited to see Oboe. I don't know if I would say that I'm excited in the sense that I think he's going to come in and absolutely destroy souls. Uh, but I'm definitely interested to watch what he does, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm excited for, for, uh, Obanaya Okoronkwo. That's one name I can pronounce, so I try to do it as many times as possible. Obanaya Okoronkwo. See? Like nothing. I can just breeze through it. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be, uh, an exciting player to watch. And, and it's kind of nice that he, he's not required to start, which is kind of nice, but also kind of not nice because, now that he's not required to start, we got Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler on the outside. Uh, I, I think some of these guys just aren't going to see a lot of playing time, so uh, so we got that. But, you know, uh, preseason, we'll see these guys plenty. Uh, Will wants to know, thoughts on those hideous draft hats? Okay, yeah. First of all, can we talk about these for a second? Why is there a Rasta-colored Rams draft hat? Is there a purpose behind this? These hats are disgusting. And the draft hats have been disgusting every year for like five years. I don't get it. I don't get these hats. They look super like 80s to me. And I'm just not about that. You know, I'm, I'm more of a subtle guy. I like my, like the hat that I literally have on my head right now. It's just an all blue hat and it's got the Rams word mark on it. It says Los Angeles Rams. It's got the, you know, like the little logo on it and stuff. That's, that's my hat. I love the just the blue hat logo. That's what I want. And they have to do all these designs. Uh, I don't think anybody appreciates the basics anymore. And they're all different. Not every team looks the same. And they're all gross. My dad, who's a Chargers fan, he sent me, he sent me a picture of the Chargers hat. And it's similar to the Rams, but definitely not the same and still gross. And then, you know, the Rams do have a normal blue and white version. But I'm really confused at this Rasta version. It's red, green, and yellow. I don't understand it. Um, maybe somebody else knows something that I don't know, but I think it's super pointless. And again, I looked at so many teams and their hats. They're all ugly. They are all so ugly. I don't get it. I don't know, man. But yeah, yeah, those hideous draft hats, for sure. They are absolutely hideous. Well, let's see here. Next up, I'll go back to Kelsey. Do you... Uh, do you think that CJ Anderson was a bad locker room guy and how much did Detroit give him? Uh, we actually don't have the dollar signs yet on CJ Anderson, but was he a bad locker room guy? I don't think so. I don't, I absolutely don't think so. I don't think there's any sign saying that he was bad for the Rams in the locker room that him and Todd didn't get along or anything like that. Anything of the sort. I just don't see anything on that and cj anderson you know hearing him speak and and hearing him on you know the herd and all this stuff uh, i don't think that anything necessarily bad happened i just don't think that the rams really needed him to come back i think i personally am am happy that the rams brought back malcolm brown and not cj anderson i think that that's a better move than bringing back cj anderson and not malcolm brown uh, cj anderson a lot more miles uh, you know, then, then Malcolm Brown, he's only had one pretty strong year and that was his last year in Denver. Uh, I don't think it's just an accident that, you know, I, I, he's been in the league for what is it? This he's going into, I think his eighth season. He's been now on a bunch of different teams in just the last two years. If, if you go back to like the, when he got cut by the Broncos, that means he was Broncos, Panthers, Raiders, Rams, now Lions all within two years. And I don't think that it makes any sense to say that none of these coaches know what the hell they're talking about. None of these coaches understand C.J. Anderson. None of these coaches are giving C.J. Anderson a chance. 
He's going into his eighth season. We know what he is, and if nobody wants him, that's not on the teams. That's on the player. The player has the problems, not the team. It's not that the Rams, you know, couldn't see his potential and couldn't couldn't understand how he could possibly help them, or that John Gruden just looked at him and was like, oh, well, there's, you know, I don't see anything with you, you know, but you're good still, but, you know, maybe not here. And again, with the with the Panthers, you know, they have pretty strong coaches as well. That's not something that I would say for the Broncos, but uh, but they're smart enough people in Denver to to know when a player is good or garbage, and if especially where the Broncos were at, they I mean they were going towards a rebuild and got rid of them, so obviously they they saw something. Panthers never even played them. The the Raiders never played him for sure. And then he comes to the Rams late season, week 16. He comes in. Everybody's all tired. We're playing against two teams that weren't going to make the playoffs. He comes in and is super hot. Then we go into the playoffs. Yeah, he had a really strong game against the Dallas Cowboys. Had more rushing yards than Todd Gurley. And then after that, disappeared. The run game disappeared. It wasn't just Todd Gurley. It was the run game. We had two good running backs. We had C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, and neither of them could get anything going on the ground against the Saints or the Patriots. And that, I think, all stemmed from the Cowboy game. Everybody kind of saw we can't let them just run it down our throats. We have to make sure that we stop them. And they did. I don't think it was a C.J. Anderson issue. I don't think it was a Todd Gurley issue. I think it was a defensive game plan issue. We ran into the wall, and... CJ Anderson is now a lion, so we just got to deal with that. But um, I, I yeah, we we still don't have numbers on his contract, but I'm assuming it's not that much. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'll throw out a guess here, uh, because I, I don't have the numbers. I would tell you guys if I had the numbers. If I had to guess, I would say he's gonna make make 2.5 million. That is my guess. So we'll see what happens when those numbers officially come out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, just one more. Pretty quick, actually, on the fan cases today. I am recording earlier than normal, so I guess I got that going. And, um, you know, cause I got some stuff to do and then I start 10 hour days tomorrow. So I wasn't going to be able to, to pump this out on Wednesday. So lucky you guys, you give me a day early, but you know, we might have to do Tuesdays here for a little bit. Um, but I think you guys are okay with that, right? If I had to do Tuesdays for a couple weeks, I heard all of you in the background yell, yeah, so I'm good. Let's see here. Last question here comes from Robert. Robert wants to know how well do you think Clay Matthews will adjust to the Rams defense? Uh, here's something to keep in mind with Clay Matthews. Uh, Clay Matthews in Green Bay did not have a lot of players around him, was able to be keyed on, did not have an all-star coaching staff, did not have Wade Phillips, did not have Aaron Donald in the middle of the line, didn't have guys like John Johnson behind him. So I think that this, or that Clay Matthews, I think he's going to have a much better year than he did last year. Uh, well, maybe much better is, is maybe pushing it a little bit. I think he's going to have more sacks than he did last year. I think that that's a safe assumption, and I think it is because he's coming to Wade Phillips. You didn't have those all-star coaches in Green Bay. He comes over to the Rams. He's got really good coaches. Joe Barry is an amazing linebacker coach. Wade Phillips, obviously, I don't even need to talk about him. He's a great coach. And then you you pair him up also, not only with the good coaches, but with the good players on the field. He's going to be playing across from Dante Fowler. He's got Aaron Donald in the middle. John Johnson behind him. Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, and Eric Weddle also there. You know, he's got, he's got some players around him now. And that's something that the, the Packers did not have. I mean, they did have a better offseason this year. Uh, but the, the Packers have kind of failed offseasons for the last few years. They just pay 
Rogers and then everybody else just gets the scraps. And that's not how you build a champion. And I think it's better for Clay Matthews that he's no longer there. I think that him coming to the Rams is definitely going to improve him in some capacity. How much? I don't know. Um, it, that's that's the, just the one thing we can't know until we actually see him on the field. But I think it's just all around a better situation for Clay Matthews. He is getting a little older, much like Weddle is. And Weddle, I mean, he came from a from a pretty strong defense. So, uh, so there's that. But you know, I, I think that I think this is going to be a good year. I think that as far as him adjusting, I don't think that the adjustment is going to be the problem. I think it's going to just be the attention. Um, and and I think that that could actually benefit him is the lack of attention that he's going to be getting from from the offense based on guys like Aaron Donald. When you play the Rams, you're not you're not thinking about what linebackers you need to take out. You you think about Aaron Donald. That's where your mind first goes. How do we stop Aaron Donald from wrecking our game? After that, then everybody's se- everybody else is secondary. We have other good players, but everybody else is secondary to Aaron Donald, who's blatantly one of the best players in the NFL. So. You know, we got that. Uh, Robert, by the way, guys, I'll share this little story with you guys because I have some time. Um, Robert actually was an admin of a Rams page a really, really long time ago. I actually have no idea if if you still do this, Robert, but uh, a long, long time ago. And I was commenting things on this on this page uh, of my thoughts and all that stuff and eventually Robert sent me a message and asked me if I wanted to admin on the page. And when I started adminning on the page, then I started posting in more Rams groups. I found these groups and started posting in them. And in one of those Rams groups, I got messaged by the uh, guy by the name of Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson wanted me to come on as a writer for his website. That is where I began covering uh, the, the, the then St. Louis Rams in some media capacity that was outside of Facebook. And from there, did that for a few years, uh, became the highest viewed writer of all time within 30 days of joining the website. Uh, and, you know, kind of kept going from there, became an editor, became general manager. And then that's when I branched off and started doing the podcast and stopped writing. Cause I, I don't, I don't really care for writing anymore. You know, I'd rather just talk to you guys. <laughs> this is way better. Could you imagine if I wrote everything out that I said in here? Oof, that'd be a boring read. Not without my awesome voice inflections to sell it to you guys. You. Yeah. So anyway, my my reason for telling that story is basically in some kind of way, and it's a pretty obvious way. Robert is kind of responsible. For you guys having to hear me listen or having to hear me talk about the Rams every week. So you guys can thank Robert for this, I think. I think that's pretty fair. So uh, that is going to do it for my fan quesos. Thank you guys for those of you that dropped those. And uh, for next week, just be prepared. Uh, I will be asking for those on Tuesday. So if you guys want to message the page, if you guys want to uh, tweet them, whatever you want to do, however you want to get those Rams, uh, those fan quesos to me then uh, I can add them to next week's show. But make sure, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and do Tuesdays for a little bit here. We'll get back on the Wednesday schedule uh, at some point, but I'll keep you guys up to date on that as well. And, you know, I, I already missed the fleet, guys. I miss them. I miss it. I miss the San Diego fleet already. And it hasn't. it's been like four hours since I found out that they were not playing anymore. And, you know, I'm telling you guys, the fleet were going to go undefeated and win out and they were going to win the championship game. I promise. You will never change my mind on that. 
Uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Search on YouTube, Ram Showcase. And uh, if you guys have any uh, in business inquiries, then you can email ramsshowcase at gmail.com. That is how you do that. You can follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Did you guys notice that I stopped promoting my personal page? I don't know if anybody noticed that or not, but I totally had to because people are weirdos. I don't know if you guys knew that. Some people are weird. And if you're weird, don't add me and message me weird things. <laughs> I had to stop. I had to stop. I even had, I, okay, maybe this wasn't for the best, but I used to have my, my personal cell phone number on all my cards. And uh, that also turned into a fiasco. So now my new cards do not have my phone number on them. I wanted to be reachable. I wanted to be reachable. I wanted to be able to talk to you guys all the time. I wanted people to be able to call me. Uh, like, I wanted that. But weirdos ruined me. So you guys can thank them. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.